Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Oh boy, hello, I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jacob. And hey, <laughs> welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly... <laughs> less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast is a safe space for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching The African Queen. I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be so stimulating. Number 65 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this fraught old (laughs) film. (laughs) Content warning, we will be discussing colonialism, mm-hmm. specifically European colonialism in Africa. Yeah. You know the white people track record mm-hmm. in presence in Africa. Just oh, get yeah. just get ready. Oh yeah. Sienna. Uh-huh. Did you know anything about this movie? Nothing. Really? I knew nothing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did well you? I would love please to hear your prediction. Oh. As she breaks nope. her microphone. <laughs> um, okay. Uh <laughs> Oh, I hope it's okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. it's fine. It's everything about this. Just approaching this movie felt. Uh oh. Oh yeah, and that's correct. Hi, Liana. This is Sienna. I'm about to watch the African Queen. Uh, just praying this doesn't get into racist mm. territory. It's funny that you said praying. We all—that's <laughs> all we can ever pray. Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I'm guessing it's based on a play. <laughs> I know that Catherine Hepburn is in this. Whoa. I saw her on a poster once. Okay. And um, I, I, honestly, I'm hoping it's about Egypt because that's one mm-hmm. thing white people have done for so long mm-hmm. is embody like a Cleopatra or something. Right. So that we don't right. have to, so we can spare the rest of Africa. Um, but, you know, maybe it'll be like a treasure thing. Like they're looking for like. Right. 
the African queen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the Maltese falcon. Yep. <laughs> but with an African queen instead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> you got out of there. I was just like, maybe they're going to look for a statue in Egypt. Yeah. As the best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, Liana, I am dying to know if you knew anything about this movie, so. Okay. Why don't I just listen to your old prediction? My old prediction. Here it is. Hey, Sienna, it's Liana. I am about to watch The African Queen. I think Catherine Hepburn is in this. Yes. And I think Our Queen, The Our African Mother? Queen is the name of a boat. Wow. What a white woman is doing helming a film called The African Queen. I don't know. Love you. Bye. Okay, well, you already knew it was a boat. Okay, I slayed. Did you th- did you just guess that, or did you know that? No, it, that was one of those, you know how men will say things to us about films before we can be like, yeah, stop. Or even yeah. often after we've been like, stop yeah. talking to me about this. Well, that's kind of a nice thing to know, because I think I would have felt a lot safer going into this movie knowing at least that. No, <laughs> I did not. I was worried from the, the moment I pressed play. <sighs> I'm going to have to know before I give a summary what your general vibe is on this movie. My general vibe. You had to do the historical context, so there's yeah. like a lot of bad stuff there, but... My my vibe has not changed since doing the historical context. My general takeaway from it was I cannot believe that a movie called The African Queen uh-huh. is about two white people <laughs> being idiots on a boat. What was your take? I was so relieved. Mm. And I thought... I, w- I found it... I found their relationship quite pleasant. I thought they had amazing chemistry on screen. What? Yeah. You have to give a summary right now before I say anything else. I really thought you would have felt that way too. Okay. Wow. Um, Okay. Then I'm going to have to give a specific summary. (laughs) I'm just going to cut the last sentence. The African Queen. Mm. Central Africa. World War One. One English missionary, played by Catherine Hepburn, Mm -hmm. and one Canadian boat engineer... (laughs) Decide to take down a German warship (laughs) after its troops destroy Hepburn's village and kill her brother. Oh, yeah. As well as all the villagers, I think. Uh, Right. We don't see any black people for the rest of the movie, so. To do so, they must wind through the treacherous Ulanga River. Mm -hmm. Along the way, they problem solve, learn, cooperate, and eventually fall in love. My last sentence was, at some point, it becomes a movie about two adults on a boat appreciating each other and hugging a lot. The end. (laughs) Anyway, yes. So the African queen, it is a boat, importantly. Yes, the titular boat. In the end, they end up successfully through a ridiculous series of events taking down this German warship. It importantly does start with missionaries in Africa. And uh, Liana, I would love to hear what historical context you were able to gather. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Peace be with you. And welcome to the historical context for The African Queen, the 1951 film based on a 1935 novel by C.S. Forrester. It is set in what today is Tanzania. Half the movie was shot in Uganda and the Congo. The other half was shot in the UK. Yeah. (laughs) In like a tub. (laughs) The boat they used in the film, the African Queen boat, was actually built in 1912 for service in Africa. Oh, wow. So it was like 
a sturdy girl. <laughs> she she lasted. That was a sturdy. My book. God. This movie, right, comes out 1951. When the book was released in 1935, the world was a very different place in terms of its views on like the European powers and the war. Because in 1935, people were still viewing World War One as like what had been an avoidable mistake uh-huh. and was like terrible and should not have happened. In the book, the Germans were portrayed as honorable antagonists, but not so much as villains. Interesting. By the time 1951 rolls around, yeah. the vibes had changed. Oh my gosh. To put it offensively mildly. Wow. I mean, post-Holocaust, every, the Germans were in across media yeah. consistently portrayed as like Absolutely. Evil They're like the go-to villain. Of 100%. Um, and this was like, what, six years after World War II mm-hmm. had ended, so... It was not a surprising, like, take. Mm -hmm. There is so much history that I was not able to include in this. Please understand that. Africa in 1914. This was an era that was sort of the beginning of the end of, quote, the scramble for Africa. Right. 1914, 90% of the African continent is under European control. Oh, my gosh. Uh It's crazy. If you look at a map from that era, it is nuts to behold. There were perhaps three countries that were independent. Every other nation in Africa was under the colonial rule of one of six, seven countries, one of seven countries, seven empires, excuse me, Uh Great Britain, Germany, Belgium, Portugal, France, Italy, or Spain. Now, Spain is the only of those countries that was neutral during the war. So as a result, all of these other countries who ruled colonial territories or colonies in Africa Brought the damn war down to Africa. Oh my gosh, I'm so dumb about this. This is very... I felt very dumb about it too while learning about it. But I guess that's sort of the beauty of learning. Yeah. Is you realize what you didn't know. We're briefly just going to touch on German, Belgian, and British colonization of Africa because those are the three countries that are mentioned, dealt with in the movie The African Queen. So German colonization of Africa first started in the 1680s. Then there was sort of a revamp of it in 1885 under Otto von Bismarck. At that point, they colonized a few different regions of Africa, one East Africa, which we see in the movie, and then one notably Southwest Africa, during which or in which the Germans fully like executed a genocide of the Herero people. And one source refers to it as, quote, the first genocide of the 20th century. Oh, my God. During that period in Southwest Africa, which was colonized by Germany, there were death camps set up in what is now Namibia, and those death camps were essentially the blueprint for the Nazi death camps during the Holocaust. Like, Germany and other colonizers had been doing that shit for a long time. Very briefly, Belgian colonization of Africa. We have talked about this before, but <laughs> freaking Leopold II yeah. used the Congo to enrich his personal wealth, and Belgium is still grappling with acknowledging the horrors of that genocide today. Mm-hmm. I believe the number was like upwards of 10 million African people were killed just That's under like Belgian colonial rule. British colonization of Africa, much of this was the slave trade, the Atlantic slave trade, until it was outlawed in 1807. Then, from 1885 to 1914, between those years, Britain took nearly 30% of Africa's population under its control. So, of all of the European countries who had colonies in Africa, Britain had the majority um, and the largest like land and population 
numbers. <sighs> okay. The World War I of it all. Entire campaigns were fought on African soil during World War I, which I feel like we never learn about because mostly we're learning about the Western Front and then oh, sometimes yeah. we learn about the Eastern Front and totally. then it's time to move on to World War II in right. history class. More than one million African soldiers were conscripted in World War I. Wow. These were, these were not people volunteering. These were people living in occupied colonies mm. who then you know were forced to fight in these European conflicts. The Allies invaded German colonies right at the start of the war. The plan was sort of to attack Germany's offensive capacity and to eradicate their use of ports. Um, and a quote from a UNESCO article about it uh, is that Germany's colonies were not easily defensible given Allied naval supremacy and Germany's much smaller colonial forces. There was early optimism that the anticipated speedy German victory in Europe which is what everybody thought would happen in right, Europe, right. would avoid direct colonial involvement while achieving Germany's ambition of a Middle Africa linking Cameroon and German East Africa in the middle and thwarting once and for all Britain's longed for Cape to Cairo route. So what's just like extreme, what strikes me as extremely fucked up about this already very fucked up situation is like the war was going on and these imperial powers were still strategizing over like well how yeah. can i get more control of this totally. land that i believe i am entitled to own and dominate and rule over it's really chilling it's very chilling um economically the war was bad for africa because the allies cut off trade with germany in all colonies there was a large-scale exodus by europeans from allied colonies either for the western front or for british colonies for Egypt, because that is where British headquarters were for the campaign in the Middle East, which mm -hmm. we learned about in our Lawrence of Arabia episode, yes. if you recall. The Graf Gutzen was a boat, <laughs> was the potential model for the Louisa, the German warship in the movie The African Queen. It was built as a warship in Germany in, I think, 1912, somewhere around there. And then it was shipped in 500 crates to German East Africa. Then eventually it was scuttled by the Germans, which means like they blew it up themselves and sank it during the battle for Lake Tanganyika from 1915 to 1916 because they didn't want the allies to get a hold of this like great boat. So it's somewhere <laughs> or for a time it was at the bottom of a lake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there were numerous risings against colonial authority by African people during this time, all of which were brutally quelled by colonizers, both the allies and the German colonies. Some of these were revolts, um, and then a lot of these were just continued resistance against European occupation. So it was like not tied to the war, right. these arisings necessarily. It was just like people continually fighting back and like tr striving to regain control of their land. Their land that they just came in and said that they would take. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and finally, sort of just a reductively simple take uh -huh. <laughs> is that World War One was a damn mess in Africa too, courtesy of imperialism and the hunger to capture German-occupied African territories and then divide them amongst the Allies post-World War One. Wow. And that is the end of the historical context for the African Queen. <laughs> A boat movie about white people. Uh, yes. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea and or a swig of gin? Now's the time to grab one. We'll be right back. 
Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you, Liana, so much for Thank the historical you. context. Thank you. Shall I move on to our phone notes? Yes. Okay. I, okay. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I just can't believe you thought <sighs> Bogey and Catherine Hepburn had chemistry. I thought they had amazing chemistry. I was oh! shocked because I was like, Catherine is really like, I haven't seen Bogey do such a good job before. What? <laughs> I, I really thought, I thought that he was like of acting. Yeah. Whoa. I thought next I thought to- this was the worst we'd ever seen him. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's just because Catherine, and I hope that you still, did you enjoy Catherine in this? Neither of them were their hottest. Not that no. he was ever hot. No, no, no. Certainly not. It just was not, it was not it for me. <sighs> I felt nothing between the two of them. I was like, I don't want to watch that happen. I, I get that. I do get that. But I, I could... Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted Oh, no. You. Just just once the romance happened, mm. I was not expecting it. I could not believe. Really? I don't know why I keep... Well, I'm, I'm just... This is the way that I'm stupid about these... Like, you, there's a man and a woman on a boat, you should assume. But mm. I'm like, they don't have chemistry that way. Yeah. But... Or they don't they don't have a relationship no, like that. No, they don't have chemistry that way. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> they don't have a relationship like no, that. There's no chemistry. <laughs> um, but then when their relationship did take that turn, which it felt like it naturally did, mm. it... Uh, I was like, oh, okay, good for them. They yeah. just seemed like friends who were, they were good at getting along. I really, what I enjoyed about it was it was just like two adults who kept solving problems. Uh-huh. They, they weren't like getting mad at each other that much. They were like, oh, we should do this. And the other one's like, okay. It's <laughs> like, that's kind of nice. I sort of had the opposite experience where okay. I knew as soon as it was the two of them on a boat, I was like, oh, they're going to like make them kiss eventually. Uh. And I didn't, while watching that happen, feel that there was any chemistry. Right. But the way that I could see it working is remove all of the colonialism aspect of yeah. it. 
and then cast two modern day hot people and put them on a boat. And I would be all over that shit. A hundred percent. The very okay. Let's Moment. talk just briefly about the very beginning of the movie. Hey. I was like squinting. I was oh, so yeah. scared. <laughs> I was deeply distressed. So there are actual villagers. So there were actual African people. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, and oh. you are just frightened. A hundred percent in a Methodist church, mm-hmm. being white saved mm-hmm. by Catherine Hepburn and her British brother. Yeah. <laughs> and oh boy. I feel like what was so insane too is that this was 1914. Like much of the colonizing had started 40, 30 years beforehand. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn's character is like, oh, I've lived here for 10 years. Like, yeah. For, I think, many European people living in colonies, it was like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, my life, and I live here. Yeah. I don't have, like, bigger thoughts on colonialism as, like, a thing. Totally. And that, I think, is what was so crazy about it, was it just was like, very um, routine for them. But, oh. <laughs> it was, I was worried. I, it was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Very nerve-wracking. That's what's so messed up. It's, like, it's so, you know that society is very fucked particularly at this time when it is a relief that there are no people of color in the exactly. majority of the film totally yeah it was when when they were alone in a boat i was like i honestly hope it just ends up being them the whole time yeah. just the two of them that is the best case scenario at this point you said bogey is a real international actor has he ever okay the movies oh, we've oh. seen him in so far yeah 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 casablanca, casablanca. treasure uh, of the sierra madre treasure of the sierra madre maltese falcon I Which, guess in America, but Malta based. Yeah, but they all are talking about all the places they're going to go. Like he yeah. just, he's always he's international. Which for some reason, what first crossed my mind about that was I was like, does he kind of have to move around so we never notice his acting? <laughs> he has to kind of stay a moving target. <laughs> like if he's like in Mexico, then we're like, okay, he's yeah, you're in Mexico. focused on Mexico <laughs> rather than him. Yeah. If this man is very like sweaty, then like. I guess he's still like, I guess that's acting. A lot of the performance was courtesy of his wardrobe, makeup, and leeches, I yes. would say. Liana, you have asked a question that I was thinking about also mm. throughout this movie. You said, why is this boat so laden with integrally useful supplies? <laughs> She's like, what's on your boat? And he's like, I have this, I have this, I have this, and I also have this. And as it turns out, that's the exact list of what the Germans are currently looking for. And I was like, okay. She's like, um, is there any way you could make a torpedo? And he's like, absolutely. With all the things on my boat? Yes. They only have the supplies for torpedoes and a makeshift Union Jack at the end of the movie. I don't and think there was anything else on that boat. Don't forget gin. about the 100 boxes of gin. That's right. You're here's, right. here's one thing I wondered throughout the movie. Mm. Well, first of all, how long was it, their, their journey? The Do movie? you know? Oh. <laughs> here's what I wondered throughout the film. How long, how is, long is it? <laughs> how long is this? In no. terms of like days? Yeah. Miles? Because it no felt idea. like it was like a week, but it, it might have been a day and I didn't realize it. Well, anyway, Let's see, there was at least one night spent on the boat, yeah, and then another night where they thought they were going to die, and she prayed, yeah. So there are two or three nights, at least two business days, yeah, and not business evenings. I think it was a while, but <laughs> they were probably boning. Oh, nice, not very business, or to getting down to business evening. I love the idea that everybody knows the term <laughs> "not very business" means sex. <laughs> That's how I think about it. You know what they say about sex? Not, Not very, very business. business. Which is true. I just don't think they always say that. <laughs> Enough that it's obvious that's what that means. It's been so long. <laughs> 
I guess it's like not suitable for work. Or I've whatever. pretty much only done business my whole <laughs> life, so I don't know. My life has been so full of business. <laughs> business. I've done so much business. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Liana, you said, are these two going to fall in love? Because I do not want to watch that. <laughs> to be honest, if I had even thought about that early on, I would have felt the same way. Yeah. Because it's just like, no. Well, it, it A is like what a trope and B, those two actors yeah. having to kiss each other. I don't want that for her. <laughs> I think that's what ended up being so hot about it, though, is that, that it, it was, was like, gross. yeah, what? That it was a little bit that it, that it was unexpected. You like freaks? <laughs> Probably a little. I mean, I don't think I think that I don't think something being dirty and ugly prohib- it prohibits it, prohibits it from being hot to me. <laughs> You know, I don't think something that is dirty and ugly <laughs> prohibits it from being hot to me. <laughs> That's true. Like their dirty, That's ugly love affair. Point. Yeah, because then was hot. We, of course it would have extremely different experiences of this. Because yeah. I love a clean boy. Yeah, he's a weird star. I really don't like him. I read once there was some article that was about like later in his life, he tried to go from the bogey persona, which I think was like the noir guy Mm -hmm. to become Bogart. All I can assume is that that's when he plays like dirty guys (laughs) in internationally guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like he becomes like a sturdy, sweaty guy in Mexico who goes crazy. And then like a dirty, sweaty guy in Africa. And then he says that line, this river's crazy, crazy as I am. (laughs) I was like, shut up. Okay, Liana, you've said, Catherine, why are you straddling this boat? Did you see that? Is this when she threw her feet up? She went like puss first into the bow. That was crazy. <laughs> that I was, was crazy. Like, what? How could you possibly think that that is going to get you into the, the boat? They both t- separately take baths. And now that I'm thinking about it, it is so stupid that I did not predict that they were going to fall in love. <laughs> as soon as two people are naked near each other. But she wasn't they, even naked. She was, as you noted, killing it in these bloomers. Yeah, mm. she really was. No, yeah, she could pull off that look. She can pull off that look. Um, she just looked like she was ninety the whole time. But then, <laughs> um, then she throws her feet against the boat to try to get up. This woman was dumb. <laughs> I also, I assumed time. she was fully naked if she wasn't Me like too. trying anything else, but yeah. she wasn't. So then she got pulled up and it was in like a fully an outfit that a modern <laughs> woman would wear. But cool romper. She, okay. How to describe this in for an audio audience. So imagine you're facing a boat. You're both in the water, you yeah. and the boat. And then you, th- you try to get back into the boat from the water, but it's got pretty high sides. So you hold on to like the prow and then put your feet on the sides of it, on you, each side of the prow. You try she to, was like <laughs> a reverse mermaid on a boat. She was like the way worse version where the mermaid is like submerged and yeah. attached via her vag. <laughs> like the she was like a starfish on hanging onto the boat. <sighs> Acting was so much harder for people in the past because, oh, that green screen was bad. <laughs> And, oh, you just know they were not able to simulate accurately what it was like to be on a boat to go down a waterfall <laughs> in their little tub studio back in the UK. Did, so all of those scenes, I was just like, oh, this is tough. That's it's tough so to watch funny. these people do a terrible job of acting. Did you ever notice when it uh, was way zoomed out that it was definitely dolls in the boat? I read that today. I did not notice, but I, could, I did read. They were so still. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like little wire people. <laughs> I tried to. I'm pretty good at like suspending disbelief. Mm. Usually with those, like I wasn't bothered by the the water or like the green screen. I can kind of like squint again so that mm. I don't have to see the green reflecting on their skin. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it was like they had a canvas shadow behind them. <laughs> <laughs> like we're trying to. Yeah. Um, but the dolls were just a little bit too far for me because they were so clearly. I love that. That is so funny. Did you write anything about when he was doing his hippo noises and stuff? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't even think I wrote anything down because at that point I was just so upset that I think okay I could see you really loving that scene because they were just like she was very delighted by him being a freak on the water. Yeah, I hated that so much. I think what that scene for me was uh-huh. was I was like, man, she is she is really into this guy. Yeah, if he can be doing all that, okay, yeah, and not and she still likes disgusting that. her. Yes, because it was disgusting. If there was a guy who I just, especially somebody like this who is a risk, mm-hmm. you're on a boat with this guy who you're like not very, you aren't into at first, but then yeah. like you guys have like a really big experience together, and you're like, this is actually kind of beautiful, and we have this this union now, and mm. and I'm interested in this person. Mm-hmm. You share your first kisses, mm. it's really cool, and you're like, okay, this is a uh, let's see where this goes, and then. Like hours later, like one of the first things you see of his actual personality now that he's letting loose yeah. is him making these hippo noises. The ugliest faces. And that's Humphrey Bogart making ugly faces. <laughs> that he can't was, just do that. It was disturbing for me as well. Okay, great. Um, that's a relief. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. The energy of watching a couple call each other by pet names, you have said. Oh, what part is this? The whole film. Just every part of the movie. When they get... You know when you see a couple who are being like too treacly, like sickly sweet oh, with yeah, each other? Oh, absolutely. You're just like, Can you shut up? That's how I felt. Oh. <laughs> Is that what finally like sort of explains? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, if you I, already found that gross, that literally was all they were doing. 100%. And also watching it, I was like, this guy is an ugly asshole and this yeah. woman is a lesbian. Like, what are they doing together? <laughs> This ad breaks crazy, crazy as I am. <laughs> we'll be right back. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the app store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. I will say, you know, when I texted you yesterday and I was like, I've written something really funny in my phone. Notes. Yeah. <laughs> you skipped it. Wait, which one was it? <laughs> Is it the waterfall one? Yeah. I didn't see that till just now. <laughs> Liana, you said, them going off this waterfall was me going off my meds. <laughs> you're gliding along. You're you're cruising, smooth sailing. And then something occurs in the form of maybe forgetting to renew a prescription, um, not really understanding a mail delivery prescription service, perhaps being confused by whose health insurance you're currently on. And you are tumbling down a waterfall in a boat from the year 1912. It happens so fast. You've been through rough waters before. Sure. You assume it's the same. This is going to be okay. No. (laughs) How are you doing, by the way? I don't know. I hated the movie. (laughs) It's okay. It makes sense that you hated this movie. That boat was so sturdy. How the hell did that boat survive that waterfall? That's how I'm feeling about myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You you are sturdy. Yeah, I've heard that actually before. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going to have to have a a religious discussion. Because... Sienna has said, is the rain going to save them? It's God. God saves them. All right. <laughs> well, that was the implication. It was the rain. <laughs> it was, She prayed to God. And then it rained. And then it rained. Yeah. Also, later on, their boat capsized and then somehow still the German boat ran into it. There were some coincidences throughout the film. Yeah. You know, it's another name for coincidences. God. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that get was it. Stupid. It's called a miracle. Okay. Ever heard of it? So wait, a miracle is a coincidence. I hope everybody on this podcast does know <laughs> that I understand the nuances <laughs> of of religion, Catholicism. But I'm really just trying to get a rise out of Liana most of the time. Of religion. <laughs> I. How's Sienna doing? Well, I just. I'm not really sure she's understanding the nuances of religion right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. I say a lot of things. I just. It's mostly to get a reaction out of my co-host. It's just true. so we know. Oh, you also enjoyed, I think, this. I pronounce you man and wife. Proceed with the execution. <laughs> that was I hilarious. loved him. That was hilarious. I loved his silly mustache. You loved the German guy. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I, there was nobody else to root for. <laughs> <laughs> I checked out all my options. The protagonists were so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't doing good. No. Yeah. <laughs> they I fucked mean, up every step of the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was just a very funny line because they were getting hanged and they were like, go, oh, could you marry us? Yeah. And he's, he's like, like right, fine, not fine. doing anything else. You're married. Now <laughs> kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. And then they get saved by the miracle of a torpedo. That was Ugh. hilarious. I hated that so much. Really? It was not... Well, of course it's not. It was silly. But here's the thing. This was an adventure film genre. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made the peanut butter kid noise again. <laughs> <laughs> 
always makes me laugh. Uh, um, uh, and next week we're going to be watching a very different film in this genre. I don't know it. That I think actually does a great job, not to give too much away. But when you have an adventure film, it's much more rewarding to watch people succeed because of their competence and like they set something up to do something and then they it did it. made the torpedo. And then they capsized the boat and just by happenstance the louisa ran into it bumped into that's it fun during an execution wedding it's fun that's not fun that's failing up <laughs> this movie pissed me off they made torpedoes succeeding they, i don't need to see that we see that every day they made it all the way down the ulanga river god helped them for part of that that okay, was not them so you admit it <laughs> you said okay the louisa is slaying <laughs> The Louisa is this German warship. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like when she came from far away and was big and... She's charging through the water. Slaying! Positively slaying her way over to the... Slaying! Yes, girly. Now okay. that's a boat I could get behind. You've also said, Ein Frau, slay. I unfortunately was like a little pro-German in this movie, I guess. At one point, I didn't even highlight this. I wrote, I think German is such a beautiful language to listen to. <laughs> Wait, in this movie, yeah. nothing has ever sounded more angry and horrible. That's just German. But this portrayal especially was like, <laughs> I, you know, I really hated the main characters. <laughs> But no, they. he's like, oh, she probably died. There's no real emotion because he can't act. But then you hear a German go, eine Frau, a woman. Yeah. Even I, is, I got excited for that too. I was yeah. like, Frau, I know that word. Slay. There's a woman. There's a woman in here. There's a woman in here. You have said, Liana, the, bo- the, the movie ends with them finding. They're like, how did we possibly get out of this mess? And um, oh, Liana looks so mad. She looks mad. She is seething. And they find a plank that said i mean how could you expect it to say anything else they find and a plank it doesn't have to say anything they don't have to be idiots about it of course the boat ran into the flipped upside down torpedo that they had set why else do you think the boat just exploded and liana said <laughs> i rolled my eyes historically hard at the plank of the boat with her name on it uh, i i have enjoyed many an adventure film yeah. not this one you do love intrigue you love there intrigue. There was no intrigue in this. And this it was like, oh, that. can we do this? Yeah, let's do it right now. Cool, we did it. I loved that. Yeah. It was very for you in many ways. Because they're normally not that clear. Like, it was just clear. Well, do you want to move on that? to our next segment? Yes, Sienna, please. Oh, my God. Let's torpedo ourselves out of this into our segment, Badges and Tragedies, in which we award the film Badges for Boats and Tragedies for Torpedoes. Slay. Slay. <laughs> okay, Slay. <laughs> The Louisa really was slaying. (laughs) (laughs) I have a badge for historically interesting, Mm. is what I wrote. When it began, particularly that moment when we realized that the missionaries didn't know that World War I was happening, I was like, oh my gosh, there were so many people existing in different ways at Mm. that time. I agree. I think it's... um It's one of... It's like, it's historically interesting, and they accidentally, well, intentionally... Focused on the wrong people. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> a badge for telling me where and when we are. When they said German East Africa, September 1914, I said, thank you. I have a badge for Katherine Hepburn. I love her and I just really, really enjoyed her in this movie. Mm. A badge for this map 
at some point they were looking at a map and I was like, can we see more of that, please? I'd actually like to know, please, where we are, please. Everything you have liked, I did not even notice. <laughs> <laughs> um i have a badge for quote explain things and what i meant by that was that whenever they, they, they would explain things very clearly to one another mm. so they were explaining them to me <laughs> <laughs> a badge for the sound this boat makes i have a badge for the dramatic score you hated the score <laughs> that is so funny because this is the one time i noticed I the score I just I enjoyed that it was orchestral and and it was just so overly dramatic. My final badge is a badge for all these animals. Oh, the part where like a giraffe showed up, I was like, "Hello, where have you been?" I can't look at you for the ones I'm about to say because I I know you're gonna hate them and judge them, and I I'm just I felt this way and I wrote them down. And for the good of our listeners, I'm gonna say what I said. I wrote surprisingly dot 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 hot. <laughs> Once they find that they're into each other, they have like a very, very tense scene where they're like, I don't know, all up on each other and stuff. It's very, I don't know. I thought it was hot. Yes, they're both disgusting, but it was hot. Um, I have a badge for LOL pretending to be asleep. <laughs> when he pretends to be asleep, when she wakes up and makes him tea, uh -huh. she also spills her tea and stuff. I just think that's funny. <laughs> badge for animals. I loved the animals, animals as well. They were, there were so many of them. There were like a hundred, well, no. There were like 12 hippos. <laughs> there were like 300 hippos. <laughs> Hang on, let me reel that in. That can't be right. I have a badge. 1,000 hippos. <laughs> <laughs> I have a badge for problem solving slash engineering slash resourceful. <laughs> I have a badge for hugging. There was so much more hugging in this movie than I think we've ever seen in any other movie. I really don't think I saw any. I don't think I saw them hug once. They were just enjoying each other and hugging each other. Yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> um, badge for a woman getting listened to. He did. He listened to her ideas. They did. You know, it was, they were just they were a team. Um, a badge for I like their chemistry. <laughs> and I have a badge for don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> I have a badge for great ending. <laughs> when you say great, do you just mean that you were entertained? Or did you think that cinematically that was good? Uh, I didn't. You know what? You know what? I didn't think it through when I wrote down. I, I just felt that and I wrote it. <laughs> All right, Hemingway. <laughs> okay. Okay, Tragus. Oh my God. Traj for the sound mixing at the beginning because what the hell was going on? <laughs> what? All the cause? I felt like I was the... sitting in the back of a Subaru where the seat faces the, the other way. <laughs> what? It's, a, it's like... <sighs> The very beginning where they're white saving in the Methodist church yeah. and everybody's singing, but yeah. nobody's singing together. I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. I was so worried already. And then this cacophony of Christianity. Yeah. Oh. Trage for uncomfy village moments. Yeah. Because it's, it's white people in an African village mm. and it's just the way they shoot it. You know, they're too proud. And, yeah. And uh, there were some... Yeah, just just moments of uh, showing how the things that like the villagers are surprised by and stuff mm. like that. Like when he drops a cigar, I don't know. Yep. Just some uncomfy moments. Yep. Trage for littering the river. When he oh just my gosh. Flings a cigarette into the river, and then I guess her hat later on. Um, and a hundred bottles. I have a trage for missionary slash imperialism vibes. Mm. I have a trage for this soundtrack. Unfortunately. <laughs> It's fine. I hated it. Really? It was just, it felt too kooky 
for none of the movie made sense with each other. Like the setting was so intense yeah. and so rife with like so much. And then they were like falling in love with each other, but they were so ugly and gross. <laughs> and then the music was like kind of hokey the whole time. Yeah. Again, I could see the way that this movie would be great and I would really enjoy it. And it again is to take out the white colonialism, <laughs> cast hot people who are clean and actually like have chemistry and put good music in there. Yeah. Yeah. So just hot people on a boat. Yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> Trage for no socks. When she weirdly examines his foot to, for a for a to get a thorn oh, out of it, so gross. Um, he's not wearing any socks, and I'm like, oh. that's what did it for you. <laughs> yes, that's where you were like, that's gross. Yeah, the whole rest of the movie, it's all gross, but like that's also just like gonna be horrible and hurt your feet and just bad to get an yeah. infection and. Yeah. Anyway, my final trage is for quote filmed in Africa end quote. The treatment of an entire continent continent as a monolith and yeah. the otherizing, the othering mm-hmm. and um, like treating it as this very exotic place and being like, yeah. well, weren't we brave and interesting totally. going to Africa? Ugh. Totally. I have a tried for depicting African people in relation to white people mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And I have a tried for the dehydration, the absolute dehydration that these... Yeah characters must be experiencing was i i i thought it was irresponsible for them to not bring it up once it's one thing for them to not eat any food yeah. but i don't understand how they were I, I just didn't get it oh my gosh and then she basically turned him into like a cured meat she poured <laughs> yeah. salt all over his body liana uh, shall we move on please <laughs> just end it to how to pretend you've seen this film this has been our review <laughs> no 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 it's good all right Uh, yeah, this is for you are trapped on a boat with, oh God, this boat is sturdy. And you are trapped on that boat with Charlie? Charlie. Charlie. And, uh, he steams right up to ya. Mm -hmm. And he says, glad it's just us alone on this boat. Boy, one movie that I love, it made me take up boating, it made me try to get a woman alone on a boat with me, (laughs) is... The African Queen. Oh, I no. saw it. I said, I want to be just like them. <laughs> no notes. Oh. Uh, and since we have plenty of time winding down this river for who knows how long, mm-hmm. I, I just can't wait to regale you with the whole explanation of that movie. And in order to stop Charlie from torpedoing you with movie facts, mm-hmm. we're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film The African Queen. Yes, yes, Charlie. I have seen The African Queen, and despite it taking place at a very fraught moment in world history, the movie ends up being actually kind of a quiet film about two weirdos falling in love. Mm. Charlie, shut up. Has anyone seen my blasting gelatin? (laughs) That's what I call my vibrator. Yes, Charlie, I have seen The African Queen. It is clear that that is uh, a movie that is at a particular time in Humphrey Bogart's acting career when he's sort of trying to make choices. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Charlie, I know about The African Queen. There's a line in it 
where they say never do today what you could put off till tomorrow. And actually, I'm going to torpedo you with some facts now, because actually that was Sir Harold Gillies motto when operating at his surgical ward in at the Queen's Hospital in Sidcup while he was revolutionizing the development of plastic surgery as its own surgical subspecialty. <laughs> now who needs a vibrator? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this situation entails. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of quotes, uh, one <laughs> quote from this movie, from the movie The African Queen, Charlie, is, <clears throat> nature is what we put... <laughs> Nature is what we were put on this world to rise above. Oh no! And boy, that that really, that quote really made me think. Uh, <laughs> I think I've come to the conclusion that I think that that quote supports a lot of the worst parts of history. Yes, <laughs> I think that's true. Charlie, I have to leave. I still have not found my blasting gelatin, so I'm gonna head out. And I have the right to do this because I am a woman. I am Ina Frau. <laughs> Slay. The most famous line from the movie, <laughs> Ina Frau. Oh my gosh, you've seen the African Queen? Yeah, Ina Frau. <laughs> oh yes, of course, Ina Frau. <laughs> well, now that we have sent Charlie on his way. Mm-hmm. He's, he's floating on down. Yeah, drifting down the to, river. To a giant lake. <laughs> We can move on to our next segment, which is designed to save you, gosh dang freaking time. Absolutely. Uh, That is, of course, the segment, Should You Watch This Or, in which we tell you if you should watch this movie Uh -uh. or if you should do something else with that time. Mm -hmm. Liana, I wonder what you think. I don't know. I can't tell if this is an incredibly, like, white take and recommendation. (laughs) Now time for our segment, White Take. (laughs) That's our whole podcast. It's true. It's true. Here's a white take. Uh, no, do not watch the film The African Queen. Under no circumstances should you watch this. If you want to watch a very gorgeous film that is set in a fictional African country with actual African queens and incredibly strong women, okay, you should watch Wakanda forever. (laughs) I think that's fun. It's wonderful. Yeah. There is a man in it who is so hot that I just stuttered over my words (laughs) thinking about it. Every time he came on screen, I said aloud, quietly, oh, oh my gosh. Sienna, what would you say? Um, uh, yeah, so (laughs) I have a recommendation for what you could watch. Um, I mean, I like this movie, you know, but it's specific. I, one thing this movie reminded me of, but... I'm not sure if it was in like good ways. Mm. Like there might've been things that I think there's problems with this movie as well, but I watched it as a kid um, and loved it. This movie is called the amazing Panda adventure. Oh, and it's also about traveling around. There are some scenes that I think they kind of borrowed from it. Like there's a leech situation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awful. There's always a leech situation, right? Especially when you're like sailing or you're near a river, they're Mm -hmm. always going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but this movie is about trying to find, I, I think this is what it's about, <laughs> trying to find a baby panda. It, basically, there's a baby panda in it a lot. Oh, my God. And I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. We would go to Video Vault. We would go to Blockbuster. I would always pick this movie. Is it animated or real? 
It's all it's all live action and real baby panda. It's a real baby panda, and then sometimes clearly an animatronic baby panda, but it's oh, still very cute. No. Most of the time, it's real. It's really cute, but it takes place in China, and it seems like Disney had like some sort of deal with China at the time. I believe that it's so it's it's it also makes you think about the time of history, mm-hmm. um, and make you go, I don't know, I don't know, but there's very much cuteness, and they're also traveling. It was one of my favorite things as a kid. I've googled it. Oh, the lead is a white kid. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. It has similar vibes. So there's my problematic suggestion to replace this problematic movie. <laughs> um, Sienna, what would you rate the African Queen? Um, I'm going to give this movie a three out of five. I don't know. It's such a fraught movie because it's like so problematic. But um, I thought the vibes were very sweet and it was like so, so much less of a problem than I thought it was going to be, but that's like not really saying anything. Anyway, I'm going to give it three empty gin bottles. Damn it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Out of five. It is what it is. Uh, Liana, uh, what would you give this movie? (laughs) You seem so tired. I'm just so scared. I'm scared to give it something that's like endorsing imperialism. Yeah. I, for me, it's a zero. (laughs) I really hated it, at just okay. even as a movie. Zero pile hairstyles okay. out of five. I mean, just pressing play yeah. on the film, I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I just wrote it off right away. And then, yeah, there just wasn't really anything for me in, yeah. in it, which is crazy because it was a World War One movie. Yeah, that shocks me. But the least... Here's a white take. This is a white take, okay. which is that it's sort of easy to romanticize the western front portion of world war one because historically the the depictions of it have just been like oh the germans fighting the british yeah and we're not talking about all the imperialism that both nations are totally doing in africa and around the world 100 percent um and so it's easy to sort of get lost in that era and like root for those characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that was just very hard to do impossible even in this movie and as it should be yeah and then bogey was ugly and bad (laughs) and Catherine was sunburned and her hair was in a pile like what am i to do with that (gasps) i don't know yeah you didn't like it that's there you go i didn't like it you didn't like it well damn damn there you go everybody that was our review that was tossed popcorn's white take on the (laughs) african queen (gasps) oh thank we're done thank we're done (laughs) Um, thank the you everybody so much boat is over. for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are at Toss Popcorn on Instagram, on Twitter, still, <laughs> and on <laughs> for as long as it's still there, and uh, TikTok on and TikTok, Patreon. Yes, toss a there. subscription up there. Get some extra fun bonus content. Who knows what we cut out of this episode, but you can subscribe to our Patreon to find out. Recently, we had a very long bonus episode on Cabaret. We recorded for too long. (laughs) And join us next week when we will be watching, I think I know what it is based on your face, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now that's a score. Thank you. We love you. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. 
Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. We didn't talk about her talking about being stimulated. She was aroused. I've never been so stimulated. That's why she went puss first into the boat. Yeah. Mm. I fucking loved that. <laughs> I'm stimulated. Do you think Humphrey Bogart was good at sex? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 